Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today, we are going to do another mini-series. We have had so much good feedback about our mini-series that we're super excited to bring like these top, crazy, awesome, freaking people to you who are going to give you information that's not only going to change your practice, but could potentially even change your life. Bill Cates, most of you have heard of this gentleman. He is the founder of the Referral Coach International and... He speaks everywhere. I mean, you guys have probably seen him on stage in many, many different places. You know, he's actually a, a professional speaker and has gone through like real speakers training. But with all of that aside, his content is game changing. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. I can't decide. You said top crazy freaking. Um, <laughs> I'm crazy. Uh, yeah. And, and and sometimes I freak out, but I don't know if I'm, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just having fun. Uh, <laughs> I've never been described as top crazy freaking before. <laughs> well, you know what? I try to bring those things to these podcasts. Bill. I, want, I want to make sure that I'm doing something unique and different. Well, we appreciate you. <laughs> so I'm going to give a quick overview so everybody knows what the three episodes are, and then we'll dive into number one. So the first one is get referrals without asking and how to become super referrable. Episode two is going to be how to ask for referrals without pushing or begging. And then episode three is secure solid introductions, turn connections into appointments. But today we're going to dive into, I think, is one of the most secret saucy things that you offer, which is how to get referrals without asking. So where, where do we be even begin here, Bill? Well, uh, the key, I mean, to summarize it in a few words is you have to be super referable. Yes, there is a place to be proactive and we'll cover that in the next episode. But when I first got started in this business, and most people hired me to teach how to ask for referrals, how to ask for introductions without being aggressive, without feeling needy and all that. And a lot of folks came to me and said, Bill, I'm, you know, I'm struggling with this a little bit. And I, I'd explore a little bit further and realize that these folks weren't referable in the first place. So what we have to do is create engaged client relationships. So some research done by Julie Littlechild out of Toronto, Canada, showed there's actually a low correlation between satisfied clients and the giving of referrals. Uh, in her study, only about 20% of satisfied clients, although they were loyal, only about 20% gave referrals in the preceding 12 months. But 98% of engaged clients gave referrals. And so that's what we're going to talk about here today is how do you create that engaged client and you can get unsolicited referrals. You can create advocates for your business who want to help others, but also want to help you just by creating that engaged client. Well, Bill, I'm sure it doesn't surprise you, but Julie Littlechild happens to be one of our heroes here at Top Advisor Marketing. Her, her research uh, and just her personally, she's an amazing human being. Oh, yeah. Unpack this more. Okay, mm -hmm. so let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. Yeah. So look at a, a client relationship in terms of three unequal parts. The first part is the prospect experience. What experience are you providing? Let me do an overview and then we can get dig a little deeper. So what, what experience are you providing your prospects that are not just uh, helping you win the business? If it's a good match, right? You want, it's got to be a good match, but 
not only helping you win the business, but also making you and your process referable early on. So you don't have to wait a long time to necessarily get introductions. The next stage is the, uh, the new client experience, the brand new client experience, sometimes referred to as the onboarding process. So how you welcome down the metaphorical red carpet into your business. What does that look like? And then the third is the ongoing client service promise, the ongoing client service experience that that's the, you know, the longest period of these three pieces, but what are you doing there? Now there's two elements you want to make sure that you're attending to in all three of these stages. The first is value, right? They've got to see your value. They early on, they like the questions you ask. They like the things you teach later on. They like your responsive service. They like your extensive knowledge that goes into other areas. They didn't realize you had they like the way you introduce them to other resources, just all the different ways you can provide value. Well, that's important, but it's not, it doesn't stand alone. The other part is the, the human connection, the, the personal connection you make with these folks. And all things being equal, people do business with people they like. All things not being equal, people still do business with people they like. So there is that likability factor, which is associated with trust and they won't move forward if they don't trust us and don't like us. You know, it's, think about what happens if, if you have a salesperson in your home or you go see a salesperson, you know, somewhere, and not have to be a salesperson, a consultant, whatever, and they leave your presence. What do you say to your spouse? You know, I liked him. Oh, yeah, I liked her too, you know, whatever. And, and so there's that likability factor. And so what you have to think about is making sure you're hitting on both of those levels and both of those areas throughout your entire client relationship. And that's what creates engaged clients. I love that you break down the, the client journey into those three things. And I believe that the first piece there, this idea of the prospect experience, I don't know how many people have a written prospect experience. What is your experience with that? You personally, when you're working with advisors, how often do they have something that is so wonderfully engaging that they're immediately going to start building that relationship on the front end? Well, some do, some don't. A lot don't. Uh, a lot, especially some of the veterans, they start to wing it a little bit because they've been doing it for a long time. I mean, anytime you have a fact finder or a discovery tool of some sort, that's part of the experience. Because in that, you're getting your clients, your prospects in this case, to think in ways they haven't thought before, right? You're questioning some of their assumptions. You're you're showing them the connections of how things work together, especially if you have a more comprehensive approach. So, so if you're coming in to sell a product, if you're coming in to sell life insurance or disability insurance or long-term care insurance, it's going to be more of a transaction and you can still have a good process there, but the more holistic you are and the more you really get a sense of who is this person and how can I help them in, in more than just one way, then you're going to have a better process because that process of getting to know them should be a value orienting process because you're asking them really good questions. So we know most people in, in this industry t tend to do a pretty good job of that, of asking good questions, but you know, there's more to it. And, and so the asking of the questions and the teaching that goes along the way, that's, you know, that's the value side, if you will. Another part of the value side is what a friend of mine, Bill Whitley, calls the here to there. It's the gap between where they are and where they want to be. In most cases, a prospect would not be in your presence if he or she didn't sense there was a gap. 
right? Maybe they don't know what it is, but they sense. Uh, and they want to make sure there isn't one, perhaps. And so you want to find out where are they now, right? Where are their buckets of money or what insurance do they have? You know, the, the logistics, the, you know, uh, demographics of the family, et cetera. And, you know, some people know exactly where they are financially. They know where are their buckets. They know what they're contributing to the retirement plan, et cetera. And some have no clue. So just helping someone get clear on that is tremendous value. And then, you know, they're there. What does that look like? Three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever you time frame. And you probably want to put several time frames on it. You know, taking a page from Dan Sullivan, if we were to meet three years from today, you know, how will we know how will you, you know, what has to happen for you to feel good about your financial situation? Well, do that for three years, do that for 10, do that for 20, depending on their age. And then of course, helping them get clear on where they want to go. That's also tremendous value. And they start to like you a little bit in that process too, because you're helping them get clear. And then what are the opportunities and what are the challenges in making all of that happen? You know, things they don't know. They know things about their situation. You don't know. All of that is a very, pretty simple process that tr creates tremendous value very quickly. Brand new prospect. Sometimes you can even do some of this, at least get started on the phone. And then the other side in this new client or new prospect relationship, a lot of things you can do here. One is to talk about your why, your client centered, client focused why. You know, when you got into this business, you probably got into it because you, you like dealing with finance. You liked having freedom of your schedule and you wanted to make a lot of money and you can do that in this business. But somewhere along the line, you realize you actually help people. Now, maybe it happened early. Maybe you got into the business because of what happened to you before. But that's what I mean by a client focused why. And when you stop in the middle of your first appointment with a brand new prospect and you say, you know, Matt, that's a little bit about, you know, what we do and how we do it. I want to shift gears for a second and tell you a little bit about why I do this, what drives me every day. And then you have a little short story and an example of what drives you, man, that's what makes the human connection. That's where you become human to them. And if you want someone to entrust, you know, your, their financial present and future with you, then they got to get a sense of who you are. And you don't want to wait for them to become a client to share your client-focused why. You want to talk to them now as a prospect. That's, that's going to ha help you gain the business. And yeah, you can have more than one of these whys, and you can use them at different times. But that's a, the essence of that, that prospect experience. I have a, a two quick follow-up questions on this. Uh, the first one is, uh, do that during that uh, prospecting experience, do you recommend that the advisor introduces the uh, prospect to the entire team? I don't know about the entire team. Uh, I think it's nice for uh, a, a couple of team members maybe to come by at the beginning while the prospect's waiting in their office if they come to you. Uh, it certainly wouldn't hurt to bring one of your associates with you if you're going out to see them. I wouldn't want to overwhelm them necessarily. Sure. I think definitely over time, especially once they become a client in that onboarding process we'll talk about in a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they def you definitely want them to, to get a sense of the team, the team that's working behind the scenes. We can talk more about that in a minute. But okay. I, I, you know, there's no right answer to this. Uh, I, I think you have to do what, what works and produces the right result. But you certainly don't want a prospect to feel kind of ganged up on or... Sure, sure you know, overwhelmed with everything. I'd keep it a little bit on the simple side. Perfect. Okay. Uh, now I had read somewhere uh, in the psychology of all of this, that a lot of times people will refer 
early in a relationship so that they have their decision supported by social proof. Mm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's sometimes that's true. I, 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 there's no question about it. I mean, you've seen it yourself when you, even if you make the decision, you buy a book, you go to a movie, you, you're looking at a car or whatever, and, and you start telling other people about it because, you know, you like it and you're excited about it and, you know, you want them to do it. So it'll <laughs> validate the thing that you just did. So, yeah, I mean, people will give referrals or make introductions at all different times in the relationship. I think the biggest mistake is thinking that it has to take a long time. Now, it is an earned right. There's no question that we have to earn the right to that. But there are some people that have come to that very quickly. And here's a way to kind of to determine that. It's, it's really their personality. So if you have a very guarded person, like my father was a statistician, and you know these are the kinds of folks you ask some questions to get to know them, and they say, why do you need to know that? Right? They're just, they keep things close to the vest. Well, those are people that are probably not going to engage in this very quickly. But if you have someone like my mother, polar opposite, where very open, you know, you get into her life easily, she'll let you into the lives of others easily. Those are the kinds of folks that will often refer other and introduce others because of it helps with their decision themselves because they're outward focused, right? They're outward focused in terms of how they relate, in terms of how they make decisions. So pay a little attention to the personality that can help you a little bit with this. Okay, so we're going to move into the second part, which is the onboarding process. Yes. Uh, and so I'd like you to dive into that deeply, but I also want you to help us understand how to set clear expectations for some th some things in our lives as advisors who, uh, who don't, don't always go as smoothly or as timely as we'd like. Yeah, boy, there's a few things here with that. Uh, first of all, one of the things you can actually do in the prospect experience that will help you win the business. And if you don't do it there, make sure you do it in the onboarding process is to talk about what that relationship will look like. In other words, how are you going to stay in touch? What are the points of value, you know, review meeting, uh, educational events, the newsletter you'll send out, market report, whatever, right? All the value components. And then what are the other things you do to build the business friendship? Maybe it's client appreciation events, maybe take them to lunch on their birthday, whatever. And teach people that even before you deliver on that, they will get that feeling, that sense of engagement. And who gives referrals? Engage clients. So that's, that's an important thing. And talking about expectations is so important. You know, this is, again, something you can do in the prospect experience. You know, you could say, if you could build the perfect financial advisor, what would that look like? What, you know, what would be the characteristics of the perfect financial advisor for you? Or, you know, if we've been working for three years, how do you know we'll be success? How do you know we've been successful? What's your measure of our success? Talking about ex expectations, talking about why they're moving perhaps from another advisor without trying to talk down the other advisor. I'd be very careful about that. But, you know, they made a switch. You want to know why they made a switch. And sometimes that's where they'll, they'll kind of complain up front and they'll tell you, don't be like the other guy or the other gal. But probably the most important part of this answer to this question, Matt, is letting people know that you're going to check in on a regular basis that you're going to host what I call a value discussion. Some people call it a, a value check-in. Some people call it a communication review. And it goes like this. So get ready to write this down or get ready to, to play this a second time to get the verbiage on this. So Matt, I think you'd agree that given the nature of the work that we're going to be doing, 
it's important we have good, solid, transparent communication at all time. True? And you'll say true. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, see, the your clients in your office won't have their microphone muted. Uh, <laughs> and, and you'll say, yeah, and you say, great. So pretty much every time we get together, I'm just going to check in. I'm going to say, how are we doing? Has anybody dropped the ball? Anything we need to know about that isn't working for you? And, and so we can fix it so we can prevent it. We can be better. And, and of course, we want to know what is working for you so we can do more of it for you and for other clients as well. So, you know, we're, we're going to be here for you every step along the way and we're going to check in on a regular basis. And so what I've done is I've, I've shown to you that I'm not running if there's a problem. I'm going to be there, right? And in fact, I'm going to even encourage you to complain about the little stuff so we get it out. We get it up and out. And so by creating a culture of checking in on a regular basis, it brings a tremendous amount of value. It also helps us connect on a human level as well because they appreciate us being there for them and not being afraid to, to hear anything that isn't working for them, et cetera. So that's probably the most important thing of all the things I teach. It's this value check-in or, or a value discussion. Thank you for noticing. I had my <clears throat> my mic on mute. My mic on mute. There, I uh, just want to make sure that there isn't any distractions. Now, let's let's wrap this whole idea up here, right? So, this is the step one. Uh, all of the different facets on how to get referrals without asking, becoming truly super referable, and I think you've really just really set the stage as an ongoing process, though. Mm. What do you teach people on frequency of asking? I even want to know, like, what do you think about some of the, the refer, bring a friend referral events? Would, mm. would you mind talking to us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so the ongoing process, uh, again, we're attending to adding value and we're attending to the human connection. And this is where really the advocates get created is in this stage, because this is where you can do these client appreciation events and client celebration events and things like that, where you get to really know your clients in what I call a business friendship. And it's the business friendship is the secret sauce to creating advocates for our business. When the relationship becomes more than just the core work you do together, and everyone listening to this has some of those business friendships. So I was doing a consulting, uh, consulting with a, uh, a firm of about six advisors and Brian was the head guy and he says, you know, Bill, you've talked about advocates. They tell me, are, the, are advocates made? Are they nurtured? Are they born that way? How, how do you make these things, these people happen? I say, well, yes and yes. I mean, some people are born this way. They love to connect when they find a good resource and we should all have some of those. And that counts. That's a good sign that you're doing good work. And others can be nurtured. And, and uh, so I'll give you an example. Brian Sweet, financial advisor in Minneapolis, or near Minneapolis, he has what he calls an ambassador program. And so he identifies his clients who give referrals, make introductions. And several times a year, he does a, a celebration of that. And so not only does he get together with them in a fun environment, and they just talk about everything other than business and get to know each other better, but he's also rewarding, thanking them, celebrating this advocacy for his business. And so some people have really formalized this advocacy thing, but just having a client service promise in place and working the promise, telling people what you're going to do and then do it, people will see the difference. If they worked with an advisor who didn't have a plan or a promise in place, they'll immediately sense that difference from you. And that alone can make a huge difference in 
retaining folks and then becoming more referable. To wrap up our first episode here, if you could wave a magic wand and have uh, advisors accept or implement one piece of advice from from today's podcast, what what would it be? Can I give two? Sure. <laughs> yeah, of course you can. And I've touched, I touched on both of them, but I do want it. They bear emphasis because I've been doing this for 25 years and without question, that value discussion, that checking in huge, huge difference. So Rod Gibbings is an advisor I was coaching. He's up in uh, British Columbia. And the first thing I had him do for a couple of weeks was just check in value discussion. And he said, it was like, he, he opened this treasure trove of goodwill. He didn't even realize he was sitting on. Uh, he does some client appreciation events, so he gets to know his clients in that way. And he was just checking in and his clients would say, Rod, you know, we love you. You know, it's in fact, how can we introduce you to others? They started saying, how do we introduce you? Just by the value discussion, it came from them. In fact, one person said to Rod, Rod, you know, you've done such a great job. We, we feel like we're part of a club. And I said to Rod later, I said, so did you tell him the club needs some new members? <laughs> He did that later. Anyway, so so that value check-in is so huge. And if you're not in the habit of doing it the first couple of times, it might take a little courage, but then, you, then you're going to see the value of it and your client's going to appreciate it as well. And the other thing I mentioned too is, is this client-focused why, this why you believe in the value, because that creates that other part of that, that human connection that's so powerful. Don't wait later in the relationship. Uh, now, if you've got some clients and you ever told them your why, then you can certainly tell them, but you really want to do it with the prospect because that's going to help you win the business and you can have more than one. And in the next episode, we're going to be talking about asking how to ask without being pushy and aggressive and pulling back in this client focused. Why can be an important ingredient in how you ask. So that's a little foreshadow, Matt, of what we're going to cover in uh, a next episode. And we are going to be uh, switching over to getting that recorded as of right now. Uh, first up, Bill, I want to thank you very much for for doing the mini series with us. This this is a, a topic that we hear from a marketing company's perspective all the time. And and I want to thank you as as a person who's really followed you since I've been in the business for providing so much good information. For those of you who haven't followed Bill, please one connect with him on LinkedIn. Two, make sure that you're checking out the website watch his videos. Um, there's all sorts of great free material that he provides. And of course, because he is so giving, uh, that should also, Mav, you have the understanding that that hiring him, if he gives this much stuff away for free, could you imagine what he gives you uh, when, when you actually have a chance to work with him? So Bill, at, at the end of every one of our episodes, I want you to highlight something um, mm -hmm. that would be a great call to action for our listeners to do to interact more efficiently and effectively with you. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. First of all, just to get a lot of that free stuff and, and just check us out, go to referralcoach.com and poke around and you'll find it. And then Coach Cates, C-A-T-E-S, coachcates.com. Uh, we have th kind of three tiers of coaching, very affordable ways to for us to engage and for me to hopefully help you, help you without spending tons of money or tons of time. Let's just, you know, let's focus on something and get it done. And then, you know, if, if you're in a position to recommend or bring in someone to speak to a group, you can check out my latest speaking demo and actually get some value from that as well. And that's BillKateSpeaking.com, BillKateSpeaking.com. So thank you for that, Matt. Sure. 
All right, everybody, make sure that you check out those things. We'll have links in the show notes uh, for everything that Bill just said. And uh, the next episode, I'm super excited about. Uh, I mean, I w- this this is a great foundational episode, but but the idea of, of asking is the one thing that so many advisors, they do poorly, they don't do it right, uh, they don't understand when or how or anything like that. So we're going to dive into Bill's brain uh, that much more here in just a few minutes. So if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button low. That way, every time we come out with a new mini series or when we uh, just have a regular episode drop, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we are loving all of the comments that you're giving us. Please make sure that you keep those coming. Uh, we've gotten some really great ideas. It's one of the reasons why we're doing more miniseries. So please make sure that you communicate those with us either through reviews or you can email me directly, Matt, at topadvisorm.com if you have any ideas for the podcast or have somebody you think would be a great guest. So for Referral Coach International Bill Cates and everybody Top Advisor Marketing, this was episode one of a three-part miniseries with Bill Cates on how to become more referrable. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.